<laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. And it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2, I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. When I was a little boy, when I was a little boy, about five years old, I remember. In fact, I remember very well because I saw a movie commercial on TV. I was downstairs watching the Flintstones, as a matter of fact. And I remember, what a shock. I still watch it, and I'm still downstairs watching it. Uh, but I was uh, downstairs watching it, and I saw the rating on it. And I said, uh-oh, that's probably a bad movie. And it was a movie that I'd already seen a few times. Uh, the movie was Raiders of the Lost Ark, in fact. Ironically enough, when the sequel would come out, uh, there would that be the reason why a brand new rating would come on uh, films, which we'll talk about in a moment. Anyway, I didn't know what the rating meant. It was rated PG. I didn't know, I thought that was a bad movie. But my dad would have to explain to me what the ratings meant. So there were three types of ratings back in the day of movies that we would see, of course. And the ratings of the movies, my dad would have to explain to me what they meant. G means general emission. And that was what most of the movies we saw were, rated G. Disney, back in the day when Disney meant Disney. Disney meant good, not ridiculously woke nonsense. Anyway, I still watch some of the old stuff. And some of the new I don't usually watch, don't care about. But back then... General Mission, the G movies, my dad had to explain it in words that I would understand. Because I didn't understand what General Mission or any of that meant. So I said, what does General, what does G mean? And dad said, G stands for good. You have to understand he's talking to a five-year-old. He, he says, G stands for good. I still say that now. G stands for good. Good for, and I said, good. He goes, no, not necessarily a good movie. He says, good for everybody. My dad has such a good way of talking to kids, especially me. And even when I wasn't a kid. He had a way that I could understand anything. He said, G stands for good for everybody, good for kids and just everybody. And he says, and then there's PGS. Is that bad? He goes, well, sometimes there's bad stuff in it. He said, so, you know, we know that PG stands for parental guidance. That's what PG stands for. Sometimes there are things in PG movies that I don't like, but a lot of my favorite movies are PG. Uh, and we saw, you know, not only Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars, stuff like that. And my dad would say, PG are pretty good. That's what he would say PG stood for, for pretty good. And he'd say, it might have some ornery words. That was his wording. They might have some ornery words and things that aren't good. He goes, but it's pretty good. So G stood for good for just about every, for everybody. He said, PG stood for pretty good, you know, and so that's how I could remember that. G was good for everyone. PG was pretty good. And then I say, so what's rated R? Now we know that R stands for restricted. Now, usually... R would have words that shouldn't be in there, violence and sometimes nudity and other things. And I'd say, so what does R stand for? And he didn't tell me restricted. He said, R stands for raunchy. That was his word. <laughs> Stood for raunchy. You can probably hear us saying it now, Mom. Stood for raunchy. And that's all he had to say. Now, this was before PG-13. Before PG-13, in fact, it was because of <laughs> Temple of Doom that PG-13 was created. It was because it was a little more... Uh, 
violent than it should be and and some grotesque things and mostly when people are eating out of a, uh, the brain of a, a, a monkey and stuff like that but that's why they, they created PG-13 and the very first film that I went and saw actually was Red Dawn I still like that movie but it was some things in there so it was between ARM and PG it was the first time it came out. and then there was another rating which I ne we, I don't watch that stuff rated X we know what that is uh, that Christians should be staying away from that in fact I, I will never you can guarantee even though this sermon is called the title of it is rated R we'll get into that in a moment but I will never use the title rated X for the X-Men I promise you that that even though it would be rated Christ I would never say that because other people would hear it and say what's he talking about no we're not gonna ever do that I promise but the point is is rated R rated R means restricted or raunchy in my dad's words back in those days our title is rated R because rated R has other results, and we'll talk about that today. We'll talk about that today. Yeah, for whatever reason, it's not working. Anyway, so um, R rated R has other results. Um, the first one we're going to look at is R for religion. R for religion. Now, when people hear religion, um, many people think that Christianity is all about religion, and that's okay I guess there's lots of uh, things involved with religion many people think of Christianity being involved with religion well I can understand that there's many different types of religion but let's take a look what religion is religion is all about belief and there's different types of religions but the problem is with religions is about what you do religion is about what you do uh, it's about earning your salvation through action, actions about what you produce, about eternal glory through pride and about self. And with that, and this may offend some people, if you get offended, you get offended. That's just how that goes. Take it up with the Lord. I'm not saying that as an arrogance or a sinful attack. I say that because these are the facts. I'm not ever going to lie to you. And I won't do this because I'm trying to be offensive about your cousin about your mama, about anybody else, and what they believe they believe, and I hope the best for them. I, come, I hope they come to know Jesus Christ, even if they come to it because of curiosity. But these are the facts. There are Catholics, there are Mormons, there are Judaism, there's Jehovah Witness, there's Scientology, there's all sorts of faiths, all sorts of faiths out there. There's Christian science, Satanists, there's Buddhists, Hindus, and so many, many more. People who believe, they believe that they're believing correctly. There's nobody who goes into it saying, oh, I'm going to believe falsely today. Nobody does that. There's nobody in the world who purposely believes falsely. People believe they're believing correctly. But Satan blinds them to believe falsely. But they are not believing correctly. Now, the fact of the matter is, is what about Christianity people believe? Well, it's also, it's also a, uh, a sense of faith. They have a faith and we have a faith. So it's true, if you look up in the dictionary Christianity is classified as religion and that's true that we are a sense of faith we have a faith just like they have a faith did you know that even atheists have faith they have faith in the wrong things but they still have faith now they would fight you tooth and nail against that oh, I don't have a faith yes you do you have a faith in stupidity <laughs> you just don't know you do you have a faith that you're right atheist you have a faith that you're correct you have faith that you came from monkeys, and I met some of you, and some I can understand that. But let me tell you, just because you may look like Planet of the Apes doesn't mean that you are from Planet of the Apes. 
Now, I know by looking at me, you may believe that too. But no, you darn dirty ape. We are not from the planet of the apes. We did not come from that. No, sir, re Bob. The fact is that Christianity is not the same as those religions. We come and are classified as religion in the dictionary. I can understand that. We are classified as religion, but it's still not the same. Because a religion and a religious man, and by that I'm talking about mankind, a religious person, a religious man, is centered on works, on myths, on spiritual energies, on paradise, in nirvana, and going to all these things. Again, I don't mean this as an attack on them. What do I mean an attack is? I'm attacking Satan. I'm attacking that jerk. He's trying to misguide and keep people from Christ. That is the first rated R that we're really looking at, religion. And all of this, this first rated R is the reward and the riches that Satan is trying to get these people to focus on. Why? So that they're looking at what they think that they are rewarding themselves with. What we can do, we can make these things happen for ourselves, this nirvana that we're going to receive. Scientology is all about that. Oh, I'm going to be out there in space someday. No, 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 no. Christianity is not that way. It is not a religion. Not really. It is, however, classified as that. But we'll talk about that. So let's now look to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. What does it say in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6? It says, trust on the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because this is what they understand. They're leaning on what people tell them. A Christian really can't do that either. This is why I tell you the scripture to look up. I want you to pray about it. I want you to go to God. If you're only going from what I say, that's wrong. It shouldn't be on what your pastor says alone. Even though I can explain some things, don't go on what I tell you alone. Because who am I but a follower of Christ just like you? I'm no better than anyone else. But Christ, my Savior, is better than all. God is better than all. I'm just like you, a man of faith. But my faith is not in me. My faith is not in anything but the Lord Jesus Christ and what he can do. Hallelujah. I'll go on to finish that second verse. Me not to their own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11. Oh, just this morning through Sunday school, we are talking about Hebrews chapter 11. My favorite. Oh, boy. That is the chapter of faith. <laughs> I love that. I love it. What does it say in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6? And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Woo! I love that chapter. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's talking about all the people of the Old Testament and how they were seeking the Lord Jesus even before he existed physically, they were seeking the Lord Jesus. For all of those, and remember Hebrews are speaking to the people of Jerusalem. They're speaking to the Hebrew believers. Think about this, whoever wrote it, whether it be Paul or someone else, whoever wrote that, listen. They're speaking to those who were once all about Judaism. They're speaking to them because no matter what faith you might want to believe, if you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. You have nothing because you don't have salvation. Okay, moving on here. The fact is that they 
of religion are lost and are rated R, restricted, just like that original meaning. They are restricted. They're needing the truth. They are needing the Lord God. Now let's now turn. Let's turn. Let's turn. Let's turn to John. Oh, this is very important. John chapter 3. This is something you've probably read once or a hundred times. We're going to go to John chapter 3. And the first verses we're going to read are verses 3 through 6 of John chapter 3. Uh, we are going to do John chapter 3, verse 16. We're going to go straight to that, so keep it open. But first we need to read John chapter 3, 3 through 6. Yes, Nicodemus came to Jesus. He did it secretively. Nicodemus was a good feller, but he was a Pharisee. The Pharisees weren't all bad. They were people who had read the word. They studied it. They knew it. The problem is they had been misled. They've been misled to follow their own understanding. And so he came to ask Jesus. Keep in mind, he probably had met Jesus when he was a little boy. And he probably had been setting in when that little boy was walking with them and talking with them. And here he was. Now, I don't know that verbatim. I don't know. But most likely, if he didn't, at least some of them knew and had met him when he was a little uh, 12-year-old boy. He was a little boy. 11, 12, he, he's seen him. I'm sure he met him before that, or seen him at least, walking there in the field of the people, amongst the people, I meant to say. But let's now read John chapter 3, verse 3 through 6. Jesus answered him, talking to Nicodemus, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, because he's taking it literal, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? By the way, it's the way the world is. It's the way the lost are. They take things literal. They don't understand spiritual talk. Now, we could at this time talk bad about them. We shouldn't. They don't understand because they don't have the Holy Spirit. They're blinded. So we should be understanding towards them. Listen to what he says here. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a man is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Now, what does he mean, born of the water? That means born from your mother. When you're born of your mother, this is most likely the meaning of it, because some have other different ideas, but born of water, when you're born of your, your uh, mother, water comes with you. Okay, we know that, the sack and all that. That's what it means, born of water. You're born of water, water comes with you, the flesh. You're born of the flesh, but you're born of the spirit is spirit. That's the difference he's talking about. So you have to be born first. And there's a difference between being born in a physical sense and being born in a spiritual sense. He's explaining to me there's two different births. You're born once on your birthday, and some people keep track of when they were born the second time. Now, you got to understand, I'm seven years old. I know it was in March. I remember that. I don't know the exact date. I do celebrate around that time in the, in the fall, in the spring. I don't, I don't suddenly just uh, have another birthday, but I celebrate my own way by praising the Lord and remembering that time. Every year, we have a special time just me and Him. Happy rebirth day, I call it. My rebirth day. Praise the Lord. That's my favorite time. Rebirth day. I start, and plus, it's right around Easter anyway. 
So I'm already feeling extra, extra wonderful. Extra wonderful. Okay, moving on up to 16. Go to, to verse 16, and we're going to go all the way to verse 21. I know we usually read 16 by itself or with 18, but we're going all the way to 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. This is the verdict that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that it might be revealed that his deeds have been done in God. Hallelujah. You see how powerful that is when you read it all, when you read it all, you read every bit of it. It's so much more powerful. I'm not saying it's wrong just to read those couple verses, but you read and you see the whole story. You see it all. Fact is that just being religious is not enough. We are lost, rated R, restricted to the truth and the vision of God until the Holy Spirit gives us the true light and vision. It says in John 15, 4 through 5, John 15, 4 through 5, Remain in me. And you got to remember, Jesus is speaking to the disciples here right before he was given in to the people, talking to the world, talking to Judas and those that he brought to take him. He knew he was going to get ready to be put on the cross. Listen to what he says. Jesus says in John 15, 4 through 5, Remain in me as I also remain in you, as the, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You, listen church, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. Amen. Listen, John 640. John 640. You know that song's going to be stuck in your head now. <laughs> John 640. This is the will of him who sent me, he's talking about the Lord now, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Oh boy, oh boy, that's you, if you ask Jesus. Now back to John 14.6. I know we're jumping around. John 14.6, that's what he said. Remember, we're back to the Last Supper. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I, and stay there, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's telling those people that last supper to the disciples. He's saying, this is what you're going to tell the people. No one's coming to God except through me. Nobody. Nobody. The reason why I'm telling you this so that you know that these disciples are to tell those people that, because all these people are going to have these false beliefs, even Judaism and all that, because they needed to know. And it's just like you. You have to tell the people the truth, the truth, the whole truth. They are rated R restricted. They're restricted to the truth. But you're not to be restricted. You're not to be restricted. 
Not at all. At least not to the truth. No, you're not to be restricted anymore. You're to know the complete truth. You're to be rated R in a relationship. That's the difference between knowing God and knowing of him. You're to have a rated R relationship with Jesus. Every day, we're to know what Jesus did, and you are to let him do it for you, yes, and through you, because that's what Christianity is. Christianity is to have a Christ-likeness. Now, you may right now say, but I'm not like Christ. Well, you're right. On your own, you're not. Some days, you may look nothing like him. When you look in the mirror, you may see all your ugliness come out. But that's when you're supposed to say, shut up you, and let Jesus Christ shine in you. Now, that may not sound too nice. But folks, sometimes we're not to be nice to ourselves. I'm not talking about self-respect, but we are to let the respect, because if we're talking about our own self, our old flesh, be quiet, old flesh. Let Jesus shine through us. On our own, we are damned into hell. But with Jesus, all things are new. Amen? Amen. We're to have a relationship. By a relationship, Jesus is kind enough to say, that part of you is ugly. But brand new me is beautiful. That's the beauty of Jesus. He's nice enough to tell us what needs to be made new. He's nice enough to tell us what part of us is ugly. He's nice enough to make us restricted. In other words, we are to be restricted to the of, of the old self. We are to have restricted parts of the old self and say no to that. And let, because that's the only restricted part we're to be. We're to restrict the old parts of ourselves and let the new part, the relationship apart, be seen. Amen? Amen. John 17.3. This is why I wanted you to stay in that area. We will go on John 14 again. But John 17.3 says, this is eternal life. Now keep in mind, Jesus at this point is no longer speaking to the disciples. Jesus is praying and speaking out loud to his Father. I love that part. That's a in that beautiful that beautiful part of that chapter. I love it. He's speaking out loud to God, his Father. He says, "This is eternal life that they may know you." Talking to his Father, they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Hallelujah, man! I know the world and people in it. I, the other day was seeing someone, and I love this person so very much. I truly do. And they were speaking, saying that all the gods are the same. He was trying to be nice. He was trying to be nice. All gods are the same. Just be happy with whoever it is you worship. I didn't say a thing because it wouldn't have mattered. But I so badly, I wasn't going to argue. It's like talking to a tree stump. That tree stump is just going to sit there as blunt as a spoon, and you're basically just going to end up hurting yourself arguing with it. You're going to waste your breath and waste your, your time, and end up, you'll end up stumbling over the tree stump and end up cutting yourself. I basically just walked away from that tree stump and didn't ever say a word, never even let the tree stump know I saw what they said. But I tell you this, there are no other guys. There's imaginative people out there, they're no more real than Superman. They're no more real than false characters, Spider-Man and others. You can thank your interest in but don't waste your time and don't worship them. Walk away from them. Buddha is a fat, bald man, looks no different than me. Although I think I'm a little more handsome. My earlobes aren't down to my belly button. 
But I'll tell you this, I don't worship me either. I worship the one who died for me. And I follow him. The world says, oh, it's all your imagination. There is no God. You don't, I know you think that. I know you do. You know why? Because you don't know him personally. I know him personally. Every day he talks to me. You hear him? Not audibly. But through my heart, the Holy Spirit is not my imagination. And if you don't know him, then sure, it sounds make-believe. You know why? Because you're stupid. I would say you're ignorant, but you're too ignorant to really understand that. You are. And I really don't mean it as a joke. It is funny sounding, but you are. You're ignorant and stupid and blind and moronic. And I'm so sorry that it sounds so blunt and mean. I don't mean to be mean. I'm doing it out of love. I'm telling you this. Well, Pastor, you sound so cruel. I'm sorry. But honesty so often is. I was talking about my dad earlier and how he had to talk on a lower level to me. Was he lying? No. He was explaining in a way I could understand. Did that make my dad mean? No, I mean my dad's sweet and loving and kind, and he was honest. Does rated R mean raunchy? Yep, it sure does. You know what the big problem is nowadays? People are too understanding about rated R. Does that make it bad for you to ever watch that? No, you're older, and you understand the right and wrong. But for a little five-year-old, he was right not to let me. And the problem nowadays is PG is more like what rated R was. And PG-13 is getting closer to what rated X used to be. Things have changed. It's not the rating. It's what people allow your rating to be. Christians are acting more like lost. And what people used to say was allowable in movies are changing too. Now if people's feelings get hurt, that can never be seen again. Popeye is dirty because he has a pipe in his mouth. What? People's humor now from back then is hurtful. Now, come on. Get a life. Get some real humor. I'm not saying making fun of racists. I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about don't be so emotional all the time. And if your feelings are hurt because somebody said something that hurts your feelings and yet it's okay to be vulgar, then you need to check your Christianity out at, 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 at the market. And I'm talking about go up to the Lord and talk to him and moving on now, moving on. Proverbs 18.24, a man who is has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and that's Jesus. Don't worry about the people of this world. Worry about the Lord God. He can work through you to bring people to Christ, but don't worry about trying to be like them. Worry about being like the Lord. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. The Galatians 2.20 says it so straight. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, hallelujah. When he said in the flesh, he's not talking about living worldly. He's talking about in my body. Thank you, Paul. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. And by the way, and this is also Paul, but when in Ephesians and in Galatians, so that's Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, we'll get to that. When Paul is talking, this is the man who believed himself to be better than any one of those people who were not Jewish. But he's now trying to tell you to get away from being holier than thou and to get away from living fleshly, 
to get away from all this and let Jesus live through you. Now listen to what he says here in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works so that no one should boast. This is what I mean. He's not saying, look how great I am. He's saying, look how great God is, how Jesus is. Oh, he's wonderful. If you're to be rated R, be restricted from the world, and be righteous, letting Jesus be the righteous one through you. No, we're not to be holier now, but we're not to be back in the world. And through that, I'm going to talk about the last rated R type of things, and that is religious Christians. Oh, we're not to be religious Christians. And by that, I mean we're not to be religious, being like those of those religions. We're not to be only through religion, saying that I am of Christ and not living it. We're not to be religious Christians, where all it is is religion. Some are saved, but never grow or live it. And some live religiously. Where they're just like those other faiths. They believe that they're saved, but they're not. And that's sad. We're not to make fun of it. We're to pray for them. They believe because they believe that Jesus existed, that they're going to heaven, and they're not. Folks, we should pray every day that they have the truth brought before them. It makes me so sad to know that some people believe that just because their grandma was a Christian and that their daddy took them to a Baptist church until they were 10, that they're going to heaven. No, that's not enough. Well, I believe in the story of Jesus. Yeah, well, guess what? I believe in the story of the Apaches, but I'm not an Apache. You're not going to see me walking around tomorrow with a little headdress on. No, I'm not an Apache. I'm a Christian saved by the blood of Jesus because my faith is in him. I can believe in all sorts of things I read through history, but guess what? That doesn't make me part of that history. Amen? What makes you a Christian is because of Christ who you've asked through faith to live and take over and take away your sin, and you live by that faith. That is what makes you a Christian. His works through you, not your works his. Proverbs 13, verse 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. This is why you cannot be that religious Christian. You must be a Christian who walks by the faith of Jesus. I could go through a whole lot more, but I don't need to. I don't need to. There's a whole lot of scriptures that I have right here that tells you not to be a religious Christian. Don't need to do it. You guys already know it. Peter says it. John says it. Paul says it. What does Paul say? Well, in 2 Corinthians 6.14. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? As I said, they all said it. All those strong believers. And remember what uh, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. All things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. And that was our scripture of the month last month. Amen. We're to be brand new. Don't walk with the old. Talk like the old. Be like the old. Remember, no more quacking like a duck. You don't need to be like a duck, walk like a duck, talk like a duck. If you're that old said, you're probably a duck. If you're quacking like the world and all that, you're probably like the world. Don't go quacking. You remember the doctors, the people call them quacks sometimes. Listen. If that doctor is a bad doctor, you're going to know by his action. 
If you're saying you're of Christ, but you don't behave like Christ and talk like Christ, I'm sorry, the world has no point but to think that you're like the world and you are of the world. Let's not be that way. You see, as a Christian, we should be rated or restricted from sinful and worldly living behavior. Where you can be angry, but don't live in your anger. Yes, sometimes we're tempted to be greedy, but don't be greedy. You may be tempted to be in hatred, but don't be of hatred. You may be tempted to be vicious, don't be that way. Be tempted of the world, but don't be in and of it. Listen to what it says in 1 John 1 9. 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, oh, it's important. 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. Hallelujah. Get away from the rated R living, restricted from spiritualness, and get to the rated R living, restricted from sinfulness. So my question to you today, and to me today, for us Christians today is this, are you rated R, religious, restricted, to rebellion? Or are you rated R to a relationship to the Redeemer? To remorse, because that's usually the first part. You feel remorse for your sin until you repent, until you're reborn. To be renewed and restricted from the world so that every day you're, you have a righteous walk and you are then thriving in Christ. That's what the rated R has to be every single day. Remorse, repent, reborn, renewed, restricted from the world, thriving in Christ through righteous walk. And then we have the main rated R, the last main rated R in our life, redeemed. Redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, Redeem, redeem. His child and forever, I am. And so we finish by reading Romans chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. So we started by reading Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2, and we end by reading Romans chapter 6, 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may increase? God forbid. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Let's not live that rated R raunchy lifestyle. Let's live in the redeemed lifestyle. Let us bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much that you, through your Holy Spirit, live in us and give us wisdom and strength. I pray that you'll help us this very day. I pray, Lord God, that you will show us where we need to allow you to change us. That you will help us by our every single step, by our every breath and move and thought. And that when Satan tries to blind us, and we allow it sometimes, that we will no longer let that happen. Thank you for guilt. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to feel it 
And so that we will know the difference between Satan misleading and you leading. Pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.